Hello. Come in. Come in. Welcome to Here's Hoping, my imaginary coffee shop where good conversation is always on the menu. I'm your host and barista, Catherine Gabriel-Jones, settling into a new location. Pick a chair, any chair. Once upon a time in my life, someone told me that each of us are the result of everything that has happened within our own history, as well as the history of our family of origin, the community or communities in which we have lived, our country of origin, the country we live in, our world. In a way, I suppose that's true because we can really only know what we ourselves have experienced. But what happens when we encounter someone and it seems that their experience is completely, wholly, and utterly different from our own? And what happens when we engage in conversation? While I shared a cup with Pat and Ken Parker, we gathered around a warm nugget of thought. We discovered something wonderful and stumbled upon a question. Here's hoping. What comes to your mind or your imagination when you think about the present right now in your life with your relationships? Well, she's thinking, can I add a piece of yeah, it? Please, I, see oh, yeah, the, please. I see the panicked look on her please. face. <laughs> please. I mean, it's so it's so mean of me to like toss a really hearty question and just be like, <laughs> no, <"Ta-da!"> no. <laughs> I think there's another aspect of Pat's rootedness that she sometimes uh, uh, sets aside. But she grew up in Liberty, Maine, where her family lived from either the early 1800s or the late 1700s on. They were among the earliest uh, people to to settle there. And her generation... I'm exaggerating a little bit, but her generation was basically the first generation that moved out of town for anything. Wow. So her roots for for white Americans, her roots go way back. Wow. Way back. And you know, there's there's something solid about that. Yeah. It can there are negative aspects to it. Well, as as with all things. As with all things. But the sense, but when you use the word rootedness, you know, I, there's a depth to Pat that, that almost couldn't come any other way than, than all of, all of that building up over generation after generation. I'm so grateful to you for including that because... Because I I I want to I want to I want to give an apologetic caveat, which is that 
I I didn't attend the same school for two years in a row until I was in, you know, twelfth tenth grade, and and I I moved more times that I could count. I have no contact with my family of origin, uh, you know, and so I my sense of rootedness is is so non-temporal. I have no roots except the man I share my house with and my kiddo and my found family. And so that I think is, that I think makes this conversation that much more powerful because in a way, Pat, you and I are coming at this from two completely different perspectives. And As I might add, I went to a one-room school for eight, nine years. Wow. Um, but, you know, that was... The, the, and she still gets together with her graduating class from high school fairly often in the summer. Sorry, didn't you? That's right. Wow. That's right. But I want to say that there's a, there's a, the tree has a shadow. Yeah. Because... Because, as he mentioned, mine was the generation that moved on, but we paid the price because oh, the rules in that, in that, in the rules in those roots, yeah, were the rules that the world was supposed to live by, most especially yeah. us. But of course, the whole world knew those yeah. were the rules by which we should live, yeah. and and those of us who didn't do that. Um, were really shaky. Yeah, um, you you were the pariahs who were breaking, breaking not just custom, but I have law a with a cousin, capital L. <laughs> I have a cousin, a younger cousin that I love to get together with because because I say you got the first divorce and that gave me the courage to move on from my situation. Wow. And she's like, you have no idea what it cost me to get the divorce. <laughs> but we, <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were doing things that just were not the done thing. Yeah. And it was, it was really hard. And to this day, I laugh because to this day, if somebody dies in the family, mm -hmm. I'm called in, or used to be Ken was called in, but now that I'm ordained, I'm called in to do the funeral. I become the family priest. But I don't know how to explain this, but I do it knowing that they do not approve of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, when I, when I was senior pastor at a church in Waterville, the family went to another church just around the corner. Now, if you don't think that didn't prove that I was not acceptable yeah. in yeah. the family. Yeah. I, it was not fun. No. <laughs> and it still isn't. I still am very uncomfortable going home. Yeah. Um, it's really, I, I have a cousin who told me, well, you're kind of the rock of the family. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> what? A rock that has this? been shifted tectonically. <laughs> wow. Okay. So in that, so in that sense, while you and I have completely different contexts, the rhymes 
of our stories have a certain cadence to it. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. So in this world, which is polarized, how do we find that space between us where our rhymes kind of fall into this cadence and we can trust the space between us even if our stories seem disparate? I'm not going to lie. This golden nugget ends on a challenging question. And I think it's a question that each of us struggle with now more than ever. But did you notice the laughter? There was so much laughter happening while the three of us gathered around this cup of conversation. And that laughter, the good humor, seemed to have been born of a familiar ache that both Pat and I shared unknowingly. And we began this little golden nugget. From my perspective, we came from completely different places. My feet, my experience had no understanding. I couldn't relate to living in the same place where I was born, to living in a place for an extended period of time, to having roots. And Pat grew up in the same place, had deep roots, school reunions with people that she attended school with for all of her academic life. It's so surprising. I mean, I was undone from the similarities that we shared. And the rhyme, that, that rhyming crescendo of both of us recognizing we share this same ache. And on first blush, it seemed we had nothing in common. And yet that rhyme, that unexpected ringing of a bell, that ding, maybe it could be something as simple and as whimsical as, well, as the shop bell ringing when a guest walks in and that guest happens to be a friend that you didn't know you needed to see right now. <laughs> I tell ya, I listened to this pearl of wisdom several times because it was so delightful to hear the current and the waves of the laughter lift us up. It actually became a safe place where I could ask that question of what do we do when we are so polarized, when we feel so different and so disconnected. And it was a little mean of me to leave this golden nugget on that, is it a cliffhanger? I don't know. But I will release the second half of this the answer that comes from this golden nugget in two weeks. Have no fear, it's coming.
but the laughter, the laughter. It makes that rhyme so much more comfortable and familiar and easy to access and golden. And it changed my perspective of the world. I go back to listen to this nugget to remind myself that we have more in common than we think. Here's hoping. <laughs> Thank you for joining me at my imaginary coffee shop. I am your humble and grateful host, Catherine Gabriel Jones. And whether this is your first visit or you're a regular, please consider sharing this episode with a friend so other people can find their way to Here's Hoping, have a conversation with Catherine, and enjoy some time in an imaginary coffee shop. If you're interested in having a conversation with me, you can send me an email at hereshopingpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Music for Here's Hoping has been composed and produced by Reverend Dr. Seth Jones. Thank you, Seth. Original artwork for Here's Hoping has been created by Ty Sorex with additional graphics created with Canva. Now, because I'm leaving you with a question, and woof, what a question that Nugget had, I wanted to share with you three quotes that I'm hoping might help you triangulate your own self in the wake of that question. There are three different quotes coming from three completely different sources. I will, of course, link all of the sources in the show notes. One of the quotes is attributed to a 19th century European author. Another of the quotes is from a 21st century science fiction novel. And the last quote is from a modern series on Netflix. So here goes. Family not only need to consist of merely those with whom we share blood, but also those to whom we'd give blood. You are where you are as a result of decisions you have made. And trauma is a topographical map that is written on a child, and it takes a lifetime to read. Those three quotes are attributed to Charles Dickens, written by Anne Leckie, and spoken by the character Ruth Brenner on the Netflix show Russian Doll. No matter where your road takes you, here is my wish for you, that you be surprised by joy, that you encounter a pleasant, unexpected moment along the paths that you walk. Thanks for coming today. Until next time, take care of yourself. Bye-bye. <laughs>